Hey everyone, it's Susan Pierce Thompson and welcome to the weekly vlog. So my topic today is not what it was going to be. I had a topic in mind and then I had an experience last night that I decided that I wanted to bring to the vlog today. So last night I was eating my dinner and I was on the phone with a friend and I was eating my meal. I was on the phone with a friend and the meal was over. Like I finished my weight and measured food and as I'm on the phone some little part of my mind thinks oh I'd like a little more food and then I think oh I'll have a bowl of condiments okay I just want to say that this story is not going to make sense for anyone who is low to moderate on the susceptibility scale at all uh, those who are super high on the susceptibility scale will probably relate to this I thought oh I want a little something more and then this is something I've done in the past uh, and I've had to really like get clear with myself about it because it's a slippery slope. But I thought, oh, I'll just eat some more condiments. Like who eats condiments? Well, this girl, certifiable. Um, so I make myself a bowl of condiments and I eat it. I'm still on the phone. And then I am off to the races and I eat more and I eat more and I had a full on quantities binge. Now I didn't eat sugar or flour, um, but I ate way more food, like just more bright line food, like healthy food. So I ate all this food till I was so full. Like I'm, I'm a quantities girl. So when I eat outside my food plan, I eat outside my food. I freaking go to town. I don't have a stopping point other than normally that's why I put my food on the scale. So went through that and then I felt destabilized as we do when we eat off our food plan. And I, at night, um, wrote out the permission to be human action plan. Now this is a set of 10 questions. It's in the back of the book, Bright Line Eating. It's also um, a handout that we give out in the Bright Line Eating Bootcamp. And it's, um, a process for getting grounded again and back on track after you've broken the bright lines. I use it. When I break the bright lines, I use the permission to be human action plan. It is so helpful. So as I'm writing through these questions, I notice two big things. Number one, I was on the phone. I was multitasking while I was eating. Number two, a little piece of me, even though I was so distracted, a little piece of me checked in and said, do I have a commitment contract right now? No, I don't. Does this really matter then? Not really. Will I get away with it? Yes, I will. And then I started eating. Now, this sense of I'll get away with it comes from the fact that over the last month, I've stretched my quantities or just full on broken my quantities actually several times, like three, four times and gotten right back on track, lost whatever couple pounds I put on really fast. And that's a bad thing because what, I mean, it's a good thing and it's a bad thing because then the, then the saboteur can come in and say, well, you get away with this, like you do this and it's okay. And I coach so many people who get into that rut. Now, my way of nipping that in the bud is to is to set up a commitment contract and that works really well for me. And I will be setting up a commitment contract for sure. Um, but I want to focus on the other thing, the multitasking during meals. That's what this vlog is about. Now, let me give you some backstory and some history. When I first started eating this way 14 years ago, 
in a 12-step program for food addiction that was very structured, very strict, very effective, I was told, do not do anything while you eat. I want mealtime to be like, put out a placemat, light a candle if it's your thing, which it is, I love lighting a candle when I eat. Um, and when you're eating, eat. When the meal is over, you can go back to, you know, the rest of your life. I mean, I didn't have a cell phone back then, so it wasn't like my phone, but it was, you know, your computer, your book, your whatever. But do not read, talk on the phone, be on your computer or anything while you eat. And I uh, said, yes, ma'am. <laughs> I mean, I was, I was a rule follower in that program. That's what I did was I just did what they told me to do and it worked. And looking back, I can see how, you know, in that program, um, they had a zero tolerance policy for deviations, like any bite outside your food plan. I mean, one pea, one lick of a knife outside your food plan meant a massive overhaul in your life. You couldn't speak at a meeting for 90 days. You couldn't sponsor anyone for six months. You lost all your service commitments. You lost your voice and your standing in the community. There would be like positions at the World Service Board level that you couldn't now hold for five or seven or 10 years. Like it was, it was a big deal. Um, in Brightline Eating, we don't roll that way. Like you fall off track, like get back on track. Um, but I can see why they they taught me habits that would protect me so thoroughly from a bite off my food plan, like sort of wrapping me in bubble wrap, wrapping me in cotton wool, putting kid gloves on, like just keeping me shielded and protected and safe from a bite off my food plan because a bite off one's food plan was a big deal. Like, you know, that is the worst case scenario ever is that you eat off your food plan. And that's how that community was structured. And so they had learned over the years all the things not to do, all the things that would be the beginning of a slippery slope. It was like that was kind of what they were just ninjas at was avoiding the slippery slope. So not multitasking during meals is one of those things that's like, you know, if you really don't ever want to eat outside your food plan, make your meals really sacred, make them really clear, the boundaries before and after really defined, and don't be distracted during the meal or you might miss the end of it. You might sort of be fuzzy headed like I was when I was on the phone, fuzzy headed about the fact that the meal is over. And um, what I'm finding now in my life is that the... Um, the incubator of being the head of Brightline Eating, which is weird to be, but it is my lot in life at the moment, um, I'm finding that the pressures of travel and, you know, uh, intensive cell phone use to be sort of staying up to what my team needs of me and stuff like that, and lots of work, of course, um, that pressure is creating an incubator, an environment in which all the cracks in my program that used to be fine when my life was much less um, intense, you know, um, my automaticity served me well enough that I could make it through all kinds of stuff without falling off my bright lines because I had so much aut automaticity underneath me. But now in this incubator, 
um, I'm learning or relearning, as the case may be, all kinds of lessons. And I, I'm kind of like my highest self is back here watching me not be perfect with my food, which of course, um, there's a part of me that's not my highest self, but there's a part of me that's embarrassed and horrified and, um, yeah, embarrassed and horrified <laughs> at the fact that my bright lines aren't perfect and that I sometimes come to you and tell you that my bright lines aren't perfect, which of course I don't need to do. Um, but I am also aware that I, um, I am in service of you. Like I am doing this in service of our community and these lessons that I'm learning are so helpful, are so helpful. And, um, I'm probably, I mean, I think one could say that, that me being perfect with my food would also really be helpful in terms of, you know, be, me being a good leader of Bright Line Eating. But there are ways in which certainly I can see that the deviations, me eating off my food plan and then learning what I learn about it and coming back and sharing that with you is often really helpful. Like the four S's, the four S's of successful resuming, you know, speed, do it fast, self-compassion, you know, really focus on how you talk to yourself after a break, social support and seek the lesson. And I, last night before bed, literally right as I was turning out the lights, I went through them and I said them out loud. My husband was in bed and I said, speed, self-compassion, social support, seek the lesson. And I thought, check, 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 check. Like I was already back on track. I'd reached out and talked with um, my mastermind group ladies and um, I'd written out the permission to be human action plan. That's the seek the lesson. Like I already was super clear about the two big lessons I learned from this, that I need to be under commitment contract and um, and that I need to watch my mindless eating, that I need to do a mindful eating challenge, which is what I'm gonna talk about next. Um, and uh, and self-compassion, which I'm just really good at. Like I don't, I, I just don't beat myself up. And I feel, you know, when I slide off track, I feel my humanity and I feel connected to your humanity. Like you might be watching this and maybe you're not high on the susceptibility scale, but probably there's ways in which you slide off track in your own life and you just relate to being a human. Like we all are so not perfect at various times, right? Like maybe your thing is anger, you know, and you snap at your kids or maybe, you're, you know, whatever. Anyway, I don't know what your issues are, but I certainly know what mine are. And eating big quantities of food is certainly one of them. So yeah, I'm, I'm kind of excited about this. I feel kind of good about this. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to do a seven day mindful eating challenge. Now I don't mean mindful eating as in like I did mindful eating once and I like it, they had me eat a wheat thin and it took five minutes. I don't mean like that. I mean not multitasking during the meal. I mean creating, um, external cues that signal that the meal has begun and that signal that the meal is over and within those boundaries, not doing anything other than eating or sharing conversation with someone. If I happen to be with someone in person, not on the phone, but with someone in person, like having a conversation, that's fine. Um, so yeah, so let me show you what I got here. All right. So I was talking with Marianne Marsh, who's one of my mastermind mavens. And she said, Hey, Susan, I've got this book right here. It's called, this is just a printout of the cover of the book. It's called a grateful heart daily blessings for the evening meal from the Buddha 
to the Beatles. Um, and it's 365 blessings for the evening meal. And it's out in soft cover now in paperback. I just ordered it on Amazon. But in the meantime, Marianne Marsh took pictures of a bunch of the blessings and she sent them to me. So my commitment for the next seven days. Now, let me just say why seven days, because I wanted to do 30 days. But I learned recently that 30 days is too long for me to do a challenge. It's just a long time. Um, and I seem to do better with shorter challenges. Um, and then I can finish that one and then create a new set of, um, what would be the, the word? A new set of like rules or yeah, requirements that I feel beholden to for the new challenge. So I'm going to do a seven day mindful eating challenge. And here's how it's going to work. For breakfast, lunch, and dinner, I'm not going to multitask at all. And before the meal, I'm going to say a blessing from this book. I'll read you some examples here. Um, the book will, it's Amazon, so the book will arrive in two or three days. But in the meantime, I've got enough examples to get through breakfast, lunch, and dinner that Marianne Marsh sent me. Um, and then after the meal, I'm going to say this, I don't know what to call it, I guess a prayer that I wrote just now um, for this specific purpose. And no multitasking. That's it. Blessing before, no multitasking during, and prayer afterwards. And I think I'm going to take a candle and bring it downstairs to where I usually eat at the table. And I think I'm also going to get out a placemat when I eat. And so there'll be a placemat and a candle and a beverage and silverware, and I will sit down and eat. I know this is like how people eat all around the world, but I'm, I'm usually eating while I'm on my phone or on my laptop or reading and just thinking that I'm, I don't know, gaming the system or something, or like, you know, that I'm so busy that I need to squeeze it all in and that I would, you know, suffer if I didn't have those minutes to use, you know, for multitasking. The reality is it's not good time. It's not like, that's not effective time. I would do much better if I just focused on eating. Like what's that Buddha saying? Like when you wash the rice, wash the rice. When you chop the carrots, chop the carrots. So anyway, let me read you a couple of these blessings. They're so sweet. With the first mouthful, I promise to practice loving kindness. With the second, I promise to help relieve the suffering of others. With the third, I promise to see others' joy as my own. With the fourth, I promise to learn the way of non-attachment and equanimity. Tich Nhat Hanh. Okay, here's another one. This is from Rumi. I love Rumi. Okay. Friend, is sugar sweeter or he who makes the sugar? Friend, is the moon fairer or he who makes the moon? Forgo sugars, forgo moons. He knows something other. He makes something other. In the sea are marvels besides pearls but none like the monarch who makes the sea and the pearls. Beside the water is another water springing from a marvelous water wheel. Without flaw and unsleeping, it provides sustenance to the heart. Rumi is so deep, right? Okay, now here's a Unitarian grace. 
The food which we are about to eat is earth, water, and sun, compounded through the alchemy of plants. Therefore, earth, water, and sun will become part of us. This food is also the fruit of the labor of many beings and creatures. We are grateful for it. May it give us strength, health, joy, and may it increase our love. All right, so I'm going to read one of those types of things before the meal, during the meal, no multitasking, and then at the end of the meal, here's the prayer that I just wrote. So this is what I'm going to say every day at the end of the meal when every last bite is taken before I move on to my day. And I just wrote this, so it's not, yeah, there's no scripture here or anything like that. This is just, okay. Thank you, God, for letting this meal be enough. Be with me now in my bliss as I move forward for the rest of the day, using this fuel to be of service to others. Life is so good. I have it so good. I love you. Amen. I'm going to read that three times a day. I just love that. It just makes my heart happy. You know, um, grateful hearts don't eat. Grateful hearts don't need more food. So um, turning our hearts to gratitude is just such an effective way of feeling full and satiated and like we have enough and we are enough. So um, that's going to be my challenge. I'm going to do it for seven days. I think I'm also going to put no caffeine in my uh, little challenge here and sticking precisely with my bright line eating food plan. Um, I, yeah, I got back on caffeine, like I think two weeks ago after five months with no caffeine and, um, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't throw me off too badly, but I'm better off without it. So I'm going to get off the caffeine and that's where I'm at right now. And so I guess, you know, just about this mindful eating thing, I'm always grateful that bright line eating doesn't rely on mindful eating because for me, as someone who's high on the susceptibility scale, mindful eating isn't enough. Like it, it, I don't consistently find my stopping place with food just through mindful eating. I don't. I do sometimes, but not consistently. And certainly not when life gets busy and there's kids at the table and, you know, I'm, I'm emotionally, you know, distracted and stressed and stuff like that. Like I need to weigh and measure my food to consistently know when the meal is over. Like when the plate is empty, essentially the meal is over. But uh, clearly now, when I'm multitasking while I'm eating, the end of the meal can get fuzzy for me. So, okay, lesson learned. Um, and I just want to sort of wrap up by saying, like, I'm so unstoppable. I am so not perfect. And that's okay. And I'm so unstoppable. Like, I've been feeling awesome lately in my Bright Line Eating journey. And, uh, you know, awesome even though I'm not perfect. And I feel okay about that. And I also want to say, I had to go be on TV this morning at 7.30 a.m. And when I realized after I ate all that food last night that was not on my food plan that I had to be on TV the next morning, I was not a happy camper. I was like, uh, yeah, if I'd have remembered that I had a TV interview in the morning, I would have not enough my plan it ended up being fine i'm sure nobody but me noticed the extra pounds i was carrying uh but yeah i can eat in one sitting so uh god bless me uh the weight will come off super quick and you know it's like yeah if you're low on the susceptibility scale you don't you don't get what i was just describing but for those who are like high and into quantities yeah brutal right 
And it's, you know, it's just like, it's sort of like owning a brain that take, that's like, it has special needs. <laughs> that's what I feel like. I feel like when you're high on the susceptibility scale, you, you are in possession, you are in ownership of a brain with special needs and you need to make accommodations accordingly. And it's like a, it's like a learning process to sort of figure out exactly what those accommodations are. For me, bright line eating gets me 95% of the way there, but I'm learning like, what are the tweaks now, you know, um, in this brave new world of having this business and doing all the things I'm doing, which, you know, in my old food addiction recovery program, they would have told me you can't run a business like that. Like you're, you're not going to be able to keep your abstinence. No way. Uh, so don't do it. And, you know, today I'm saying, well, this is my calling in life, so I can't not do it. And, you know, when I eat off plan, I adjust accordingly. So anyway, Ah, that's the weekly vlog. Thanks for spending this time with me. I love you and I'll see you next week.